Hello and welcome to ChamberCast, the Billings Chamber of Commerce's podcast, brought to you by Marsh McLennan Agency. I'm your host, Jack Genoy. Today, I'm joined by Chris Kukulski, City Administrator for the City of Billings, and Julie Seedhouse, broker with Century 21, past Chamber Board Chair, and the current co-chair of the Play It Forward Billings campaign to visit about the parks, uh, recreation, and trails bond that's going to be on the ballot this November. As you're listening to this, actually, your ballot should be in the mail on your way to you. So let's just kind of dive right in and, and get our listeners up to speed on everything that's going on here. Uh, can you both just introduce yourselves to our listeners, uh, who you are, and what's your your role in uh, all of this stuff that's going on? And yeah, take it away. So as you mentioned, Jack, my name's Chris Kokolsky. I'm the administrator here for the City of Billings. And as you mentioned, I'm Julie Seedhouse, and I'm involved in this simply because I believe in this community, and I know what a, a benefit this will bring to not just our current residents, but our future. Yeah, so you are ch- the chair of the formal organization that exists, you know, temporarily solely to advocate for the passage of this bond. Correct. And and Chris, you know, as a city employee, you of course have to be completely neutral about this, just providing a source of of information. Correct. What we repeat over and over, the statute allows us to educate but not advocate for or against any measures that are any measures or individuals who are running for office. So yeah. I'm here to educate. Yeah, and transparently, the chamber has endorsed this. We su- we support this bond issue, but you know we want to make sure that our listeners get the facts on and everything that's going on this November. So this bond is going to impact you know parks and recreation uh, assets all across Billings. Uh, can you just give an an overview of everything that's going to be funded if this bond passes? And actually, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. Chris, what is a bond anyway? Okay, so a bond is a is a debt. So the voters being asked if the city can borrow money, like a mortgage or a car loan. In this case, it's called a bond, and it's an it's it's an indebted amount for a fixed period of time to invest in capital. You can't you don't use a bond and can't use a bond to pay for operational expenses. These are for capital investments. In this case, across the park, trail, uh, recreational assets and network that the city of Billings owns. Yeah. So the city's basically taken out a loan to build things. Yep. All right. So what is going to be built if voters approve this? So there are 16 projects in total ranging across the community. If I were to kind of bucket them, they fall into uh, a a series of trail projects. There is a series of community centers. So places that we can offer recreation and senior, senior and other indoor programming out of uh, across the city. Uh, There are several parks that end up being uh, further developed, uh, consistent with master plans that have been adopted over the decades. There is a new multi-generational recreation center that would be built. And we start one other uh, community park, and that's Cottonwood Park on the West End. So parks, Trails and recreation are the focus of the 16 projects running all the way from east. Castle Rock Park, the most westerly project is probably the Cottonwood and Reservoir projects. To the south, the multi-generational rec center and South Park Pool replacement. To the north, North Park Community Center being replaced. Uh, and several other projects uh, in between all those locations. What's the overall size of this? 
So the overall total investment is uh, just north of $173 million. The bond debt that the voters are being asked to consider is 143. That's because 30 million is coming from um, other sources, 25 million from the South Billings Urban Renewal District, uh, and about $6 million in grants that we know all we need to do is have local matches for, and we can tap into those federal dollars. Uh, that's what makes up the roughly 30 million difference between a total 173 but a debt cap of 143. That is the total amount that the city is going to be authorized to borrow, correct? That's correct. If okay. the voters were to say, yes, we cannot borrow a dollar more than that, we can dollar borrow up to that amount. Then that amount is going to be paid back through levies on local property tax owners, correct? Over how long? 20 years. Okay. So if you look at our estimates, uh, if you go to billingsmt.gov, uh, any and all of the estimates for the cost of this debt per homeowner include the, uh, the principal and the interest over the 20-year debt period and includes an interest rate that is uh, competitive. It's a little conservative. We've got a 4% interest rate is what the numbers were put together on. We just borrowed about $75 million at 3.6% interest earlier this year because we're not talking standard market debt. This is tax-exempt government bond bonded debt. And so if I'm wondering what the impact is going to be to me, to my house, what's the best way to figure that out? Best way to do it in round numbers is $50 for every $100,000 in value that you have. If you go again to our website, it, it provides the number from $100,000 to $1 million in taxable value. It also gives you a link where you can put your home's taxable value in there. So let's say you're, you're 312000 and change. You can put your dollar in and it will spit out for you to the dollar what your costs would be if the voters say yes. For the median homeowner in Billings, Montana, it'll be $162. Median meaning dead center. Half of the tax home Homes in town will pay less than that number. Half of the homes will pay more. It's totally based on your taxable value. Okay. Chris, you mentioned uh, the total expenditure is greater than the amount that we actually have to borrow in order to build this because there's any other money on the table. Um, I'd like to walk through that a little bit more. So first, uh, you mentioned a couple of federal grants that are on the table. Can you give us some more details on those? Yeah, so they specifically tie to trail projects. So the transportation system in the country, right, is heavily funded through our gas taxes. Mm -hmm. And the federal government then through formulas and various kind of priorities uh, offers, uh, sends that money to the states. And those states have varieties of programs that work locally. Specific to areas of trails, a part of the communication or, or a transportation network, there are, we estimate about $2,045,000 in money that provided we have the matching dollars for that we can uh, uh, tap into. And then the most expensive, in addition to that, is the Stagecoach Trail. Mm -hmm. The Stagecoach Trail itself, we can tap into uh, north of $4 million if we have the matching money to, to, cover, to cover that project. So those are the those are the knowns. There are, there's another 
six million that we're speculating we can apply for, but those are not in these numbers that okay. we're talking about. Just like the fundraising effort at six million dollars, it's also not in that one seventy three down to one forty three. Those two things would further lower the debt for taxpayers if and when they happen. And later we can talk about if sure. you want to, Jack, what that what that looks like as of today. Okay. Uh, another big one is uh, the South Billings Urban Renewal District. Yes. So the most significant of those dollars is $25 million from the South Billings Urban Renewal District. Uh, that is a tax increment finance district. And this Billings has three of them. This one's on the south uh, parts of Billings. It's funded many of what I'm told were gravel roads that are now full curb gutter, sidewalk, safe streets. It's helped a number of businesses have uh, redeveloped and properties have redeveloped along there. That entity for over five years has been working on what they believe will be another significant economic uh, advancement for that part of town. And that is to build a recreation center of the total $110 million price tag for the multi-generational rec center. 25 is coming from the Sabura and 85 is in the bond. Now, those Sabura dollars, they are tax dollars, but they are not a tax increase. No one inside of that boundary will see an additional dollar added to their tax bill if voters say yes uh, as a result of the yes vote. They're, the Sabura, let me, let, me, let me clarify that. So a yes vote will increase taxes across the city. Right. Suburra won't be paying twice. They'll see the same increase as a percentage of their taxable value is anywhere else in Billings, but their money can only be spent inside the boundary of that South Billings Urban Renewal District. Yeah, this is a misconception about uh, about TIF districts. You don't pay any extra if you live in a TIF district. It's just that the city is not collecting 100% of that, or the school district isn't collecting 100% of what you pay. Part of it's going to a different account. So Correct. It's always worth clarifying that. And we actually interviewed Dick Zier, uh, the current chair of the Sabura board, uh, about the possibility of a rec center like two years ago yep. in, in that area to give you an idea of how long this has been in the works. Another big thing that listeners should know about is the Tourism Business Improvement District's contribution to this. Very significant. So just last night, the council reviewed in a work session our memorandum of uh, understanding between uh, the TBID, which is a local tax assessment, self-assessment that the hotels in our community asked for uh, many years ago. They approached the city and said, if you will put this bond in, uh, uh, in front of the voters for consideration, we will uh, agree to a $2 increase in the bed tax or uh, sorry, the bed that that assessment and we will cover the operational loss up to $800,000 a year. So they're making an $8 million commitment that if voters say yes, they will cover a significant share of the operational costs. Why would they do that? Because there's about $25 million in economic activity that will happen in the community if this facility is built. Why? Because there are people coming in from all over the region participating in tournaments and events and activities, staying in hotels and things of that nature. Yeah. And, and I get asked by people sometimes, uh, you know, and I make that argument that it's going to bring so much business into Billings. I, I get asked, you know, why don't the hoteliers, uh, why can't the T-Bid 
you know, pay for some of the cost to construct the rec center. Well, they're not allowed to, but they're doing as much as they can, basically, through that mechanism. Absolutely. And and to my knowledge, this would be the furthest uh, any of these have done the the T-bids specific to where our city of Billings residents benefit as well as those tourists coming in. I mean, there's absolutely indirect benefit because we have more businesses because of the tourism economy. Mm -hmm. But in this case, now they will be covering an operational expense that my kids and your kids and you and your parents can go there and run the track or play basketball or swim in the pool or skate on the ice that we don't have another mechanism to help them pay for things uh, outside of this. Yeah. And another one, and Julie, feel free to chime on in on this one. There is a significant effort to raise money from local businesses and secure grants from local businesses to offset some of the cost to taxpayers on this. Can we talk a little bit about that effort as well? So the chamber... When this all became a, a point of discussion, the the council council came to cha- the chamber and said, you know, we really want there to be some private funding in this. We want to show that the community supports it. And the chamber jumped on board with that and agreed that we we would raise six million dollars in private funds and then another six million dollars in grants that might be available to help defray the cost to taxpayers. And we hired Melanie Schwartz to help us with that effort. And last night at council, she announced that in three months, she has gathered $4.1 million in pledges, in actual pledges, and then uh, $2.99 million in silent pledges at this point. So she's gathered enough support from our business and private citizens in our community that she has exceeded that $6 million goal, which is huge. Okay. Yeah. And so, and that is, uh, and so that is going to mean that there are, there is a portion of the the bonded amount that is not, is going to be paid back by those contributions rather than by taxpayers. Exactly. Correct. And that's not unique to this project, Billings, Montana. That's exactly how the arrangement worked with the library foundation. So our beautiful library that we have, a similar set of commitments were made by uh, a generous uh, businesses and individual in town and individuals. They, for whatever reason, they weren't in a position to hand the city a check at the time that the project went to bid, but they made a commitment over 10 years. And in each and every year, they follow through on that commitment. And we lowered the mill levy against taxpayers by that amount so that the net effect is a direct positive in lowering that $162 for the median taxpayer, that that number drops by that pledged amount. So that means I, when I get my ballot, I'm going to see the a certain number on there that is the maximum that i'm authorizing the city to borrow but the the amount that i'm going to pay back every year could be less than estimated because of that that is correct i think it's also important to point out that 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 total amount will not be assessed at one time also mm -hmm. so you won't see that that immediate entire increase to your taxes it will be done over a series of years so you, it, it, let's say you do have the median home and, and it's about $160 a year increase at its capacity, you won't see that increase. It, it will happen gradually. Correct. In fact, the resolution that the council passes and estimates that three, we'll, we'll end up borrowing this money over three tranches. So most likely, right, in, in 2024, 
the first chunk would be, and that would be for the estimated work that can happen in the first 12 to 18 months. There'd be a second borrowing some 18 months, 12 to 18 later, and then a third. So you're looking at 20, 20, you're looking at about four years before it's fully on the tax roll. And thankfully by then we'll also have a higher tax base because each and every year you can go back over a half century. Billings has consistently grown each and every uh, uh, reappraisal cycle. Um, COVID has only sped that up as mm -hmm. far as investment goes. Yeah, that and every new person that purchases a home in Billings, every new home that gets built in Billings divides the burden among more people. Now, one piece I want to add, because some critics have said we're not being transparent with the total cost over the debt amount. We're happy to be. So we are borrowing 143. I mentioned earlier, 4% interest. We've mm -hmm. rounded up on that over 20 years. The total debt paid would be between 210 and 211 million. So that is when you hear a number out there that's north of 200 upwards of 240. I think that's a very pessimistic mm -hmm. speculation because at 4% interest over 20 years, it, it's a total payback of 211. Let's round up. But those debt payments that we show will affect taxpayers assume principal and interest over the life of that debt. What assurance do you have that that 4% number is realistic given you know inflation and what the Fed's doing and all that kind of stuff? Well, like I said, we did borrow uh, here in 2023. We borrowed $75 million for the first chunk of borrowing related to the reservoirs and the new water plant on the West End. So that's, that is a number that we've received. And then looking across municipal bonds, you don't know until the day you put it to bid, but we believe it is absolutely a reasonable estimate that we're going to be at four. Hopefully, we'll be closer to 3.6, which is what we were at just, just some a few months ago. So, Julie, you talked about how this is going to kick in gradually over a period of years. There are also going to be a number of bonds uh, that are that we are currently paying off that are going to be paid off within that time as well. Correct? Yes. Yeah. And I'm just checking my text here to see if I got a response. I don't have the exact dates for you, but I can tell you that the voters back in 99 approved a small park uh, bond that has been paid off. There also was a transportation bond that rolled off in the past few years. Our next two bonds to roll off will be the 2007 um, dealer park bond that'll roll off in 27. And then the library bond uh, was in 2012. So it'll roll off in 32. Okay. So not to, and it's still the, if voters vote for this particular bond still will be an overall increase even after you take into account the fact that those are being paid off. I would want to be transparent about that, but you know, the, the impact to your actual tax bill softens it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if later, Jack, you want to talk about where we compare relative to other cities and towns in Montana for property taxes, we're, I'm happy to do that. Uh, go actually go right ahead. I had not planned on asking that, but I'm interested to hear about that. <laughs> So this is some data supplied to us. Um, it, it's about a year old, uh, but this, this provides what does the median homeowner in each of these city, cities pay for property taxes? So uh, I mentioned year earlier in Billings or Yellowstone County, 
that median homeowner is paying $2,737.19 for their uh, school, local school uh, levies, city levies, um, county and state and assessments. Um, so basically all city services, school public school services, county services, outside of if you have a special improvement district due to a road or, or something of that nature. In Missoula, that median homeowner is spending $3,921.11. In Bozeman, that median property owner is spending $3,567. Uh, in Billings, I mentioned $27. And if you live in Butte, $1,963.25. So we range in Montana from 2000 to 4000 whether you're in Butte at the least expensive mm -hmm. tax rate to Missoula with the highest uh, sets of investments in local government, local pu public school system, and county services. I want to start to get into some of the, the arguments uh, for and against this. And, uh, but first, I, I want to ask about uh, a common criticism or a common question that I hear which is that public safety is still Billings's number one, you know, every year the city council adopts its stated priorities. Public safety is still number one on that list. And a lot of people are saying that we still have a pretty severe public safety problem. What is the connection to this and public safety? Because I know that the, some city staff have made an argument about that. Um, but also, you know, what is the justification for, uh, investing in this now rather than further investments in public safety. And I'll, I'll let you both jump in on that. So I, what I have heard in, from people that I've talked about is people have a, an immediate impression when you say um, public safety, that it's about law enforcement specifically and numbers of police available. And what I've learned through this process is there's so much more to public safety than just police presence. It's about mental health. It's about physical health. It's about the the health of your community. And this, in my opinion, plays a direct role with that in providing positive, healthy activities and opportunities for our kids, our seniors, our, our residents. Um, so I, According to Chief St. John, which I can't think of a better expert in Billings public safety. That is the Billings chief of police. I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, this absolutely plays a role in public safety. Um, so I would say, you know, we thank goodness we passed the safety mill levy and, and we've got more money being filtered into our law enforcement um, numbers and procedures. But this is a is a more. Um, nebulous component of that in that we've got to give our kids something to do and we've got to give our seniors a way to be healthy and and this provides that the piece i would add is that um the city is as you said so our vision is to improve the health and safety of this community the city council has adopted five strategic goals to accomplish that those strategic goals in summary are to improve safety Two, they are to continue to invest in infrastructure. Three, it is to improve what gets built in our town, the quality, not just quantity. Fourth, it is this conversation about improving, increasing our investments in parks, recreation, and trail, uh, and cultural amenities. 
all of those together collectively to improve the health and safety of our community. Um, as we ultimately are competing every day to keep talent in Billings or recruit people back to Montana in Billings um, or folks who have fallen in love with Montana. Uh, and, and so all of these collectively are working to improve our community, its economic vibrancy and its health. The other one I would put there, and I just, it's critically important, but it isn't something I or we have any control over is the school system, mm -hmm. right? You have to have a thriving uh, school system if you're going to have a thriving community. Yeah, and I have to imagine that it, it's some of these assets will be used quite heavily by the schools. <laughs> yeah, we we have partnerships. Most of our recreational programming, certainly throughout the non-summer months, are take place in our public schools. That won't stop. We'll continue to be stronger and stronger partners with uh, SD2, as well as we want to see the YMCA and the Boys and Girls Club and senior organizations using both our parks and our community spaces for their programs to expand and grow to meet the needs of our community. But Chris, why didn't the city run a bond to expand the jail instead? <laughs> well, we have been working on that subject for several years. We're not going to give up on that because it is, if you talk to a law enforcement officer, they will tell you that's the single biggest issue they run into daily. So, Yellowstone County is responsible for providing incarceration services. And so we're working with the county commissioners and with the sheriff uh, to solve that problem. And we are hopeful that they will have a question in front of the voters sometime in the near future, because it is a significant component to improving the health and safety of our community. Please don't think we've lost sight of that for sure. It is, it is one of uh, the, the, critical issues for our community moving forward. So let's get into uh, some of the arguments uh, for this as well. For parents, it's easy to see the benefits of the of the bond and, you know, their their children's future, something for their kids to do. What about the impact to older adults? So throughout um, the presentations that the, the city has put together to educate the public just on what is involved here, We've gotten to hear a lot about the senior programming that our Parks and Rec Department does, and it's incredible. Um, I'll point to one particular lovely woman who testified to council early on in this process about how she lived in Billings, moved away, retired, and, and wanted to move back, but but she couldn't find her way in the Billings community. She didn't, you know, she didn't know people like she did before. And she got involved in the Parks and Rec programming. And it has been life-changing for her, not just for her feeling of involvement and, and belonging in the community, but for her actual physical health because of the incredible programming that they do. So what is being presented here will just enhance that and give our seniors opportunities to be engaged, to work on their mental health and their physical health, and that directly relates to their their medical condition. So, Julie, what I'm just going to kind of give you the the floor to just make a couple of the the arguments that you find most persuasive for this. I mean, what you you talked about it a little bit earlier, but what inspired you to to get involved in this? Why why does this? Because you've been putting in some hours on this. So, <laughs> what what motivates you to be a part of this? So I've lived in Montana for 
40-ish years. And I consider Billings now to be my hometown. And Billings has been incredibly good to me and my family. My kids have grown up here. I I believe so strongly in this community and and all of the wonderful things that it has to offer. And I understand the importance in investing in that. I understand that, you know, I I have fewer years left on the earth than I have lived. <laughs> and I I very much embrace the idea of leaving a legacy in this community for the future generations. I want my kids to stay here. I want to have grandkids here. I I want people to get the same benefits from Billings that my family and I have in the 40 years that we have been in this area. Um, and that really is what inspires me, that it. I, I think this is a, a once-in-a-generation opportunity. Nobody has ever done anything like this for this community, and I, I think that we need to take advantage of what has been put on the table by the people who have worked so hard to put this package together. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> talk a little bit about the case from because a lot of our members are, or a lot of our listeners to this podcast are members of ours and business owners. What's the, what is the business case for this? So uh, I'll give you a very specific example. Um, I had a young couple in my car a couple of weeks ago. They were here for a job interview. She is working in psychiatric services and was interviewing with one of our hospitals. And they were coming from Detroit and were a little bit you know, underwhelmed, like what does Billings really have to offer us coming from Detroit? And in taking them around town and talking to them specifically about this initiative, they got really excited about Billings. And I think there's a couple important points there. Young people wanting to move to to a, a beautiful, incredible place to live from a city that they said is not ideal. Um, also to a provider in an area of healthcare that is really, really hard to recruit and get here mm-hmm. and to be able to sway them and, and show them that, you know, Billings really, it would be a great place for you to come and start a family and put down roots. I, I think both of those are very compelling and it's, it's not just about attracting and retaining talent. It's about good people who will help the future health of our community. Um, specifically in this case, a health provider in an area that is hard to, hard to get. And Julie, talk a little bit more about, um, you know, you talked about how it's going to bring workers to Billings, increase our our workforce, going to bring consumers in as well. Uh, The, uh, can you touch on the sports tourism aspect of this? Yes. Yes. So Billings currently doesn't have um, the ability to run hockey tournaments or swim tournaments or even indoor basketball tournaments of any size. And the rec center specifically will provide that ability. So we currently have one sheet of ice in a facility that has far outlived its life expectancy. And this would provide two sheets of ice um, with much more efficient locker rooms and concession spaces and, and give us the ability to run hockey tournaments as well as there, there is not another 50-meter pool um, that will provide this kind of asset in the state of Montana. And we've got just specifically those two user groups that are traveling all over the country for their kids to compete, and this would give them the ability to do this right here in Billings, which draws in 
tons of teams and families who will come for weekends and go to Yellowstone Park. And it, the the tourism dollars are are you can't even explain it. Um, the the conservative estimate in the first year is a twenty five million dollar benefit to the community in tax in tourist dollars. The only tweak I'd add to that, Julie's absolutely right about water, whether it's frozen or whether you're swimming in it. Um, I just was at the short course uh, tournament, uh, first of the season here at MSUB, six lane, 25 yard pool. There are small pools in Montana. No, the only other 50 meter pool is Bozeman's. It was built in the seventies and it's going, it's only six lanes as well. It's going to be shut down here for significant renovations uh, coming soon. We have hardwood courts in town, but even at that, we're woefully inadequate. I mean, that uh, Metro Park hosts some big things, um, but but we have run out of hardwood court space uh, all over town using all of our schools, using Metro Park. This is going to be a nice asset to add to that demand for hardwood hardwood court activities. Yeah. And people travel for that stuff. I have a cousin in Warland who frequently is up in Billings for tournaments. If this passes, what are you most excited to see done in Billings? Boy, um, it really is exciting to see projects going on north, south, east, west. The replacement of the South Park pool, it's 100 plus years old. Go into that uh, that bathhouse. It's going to be really exciting to bring that up to a quality standard for those kids and those families there. Maybe South Park may be one of it would be very high on my list of, of an excitement to, to replace that um, for that neighborhood. And I would say from my perspective, I just will be so incredibly proud of my community that we were able to get together on something like this and make something this big and transformative happen. Um, the, the assets that will be created from it are, are a huge bonus, but I think the pride that we will all feel that we were able to get this done is immeasurable. So as I mentioned, uh, ballots are mailing out, uh, getting mailed out on October 18th. Yep. That's tomorrow. Um, which is, yeah. So we're recording tomorrow, releasing or yeah, releasing on that date very conveniently. Um, and tell us a little bit about how this election is going to work. Um, is an all male election, correct? That is correct. Yes, these are not. This is not men, women. This is all. Uh, yes, you will. If you are a registered voter inside the city limits of Billings, you should receive a ballot in your mailbox uh, this thur or Thursday or Friday, the nineteenth, twentieth. Um, those need to be mailed in and received in the election office by uh, election day, November the seventh. They can also be dropped off at the election office. Uh, you also can register to vote. If you're new to Billings, if you're new to Montana, if you've relocated, make sure you get yourself registered to vote. You can do that up until the day prior to the election. I wouldn't wait that long, but you can get yourself registered and you could fill out that ballot and drop it off. There are three questions on the ballot, two in addition to this. All city council races are contested, so there are two individuals in every ward. And there are two individuals running for judge. So you'll have three questions on that on this city ballot. OK. And if you if you do want to mail your ballot in and have it received by the 7th, what when 
when's the hard cutoff for when you probably ought to get that in the mail? I, I To be safe, I'd send it three days before that date. Awesome. Thank you both so much for your time today. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jack. Thank you so much to Chris and Julie for joining us today. And thank you very much to Marsh McLennan Agency for sponsoring this podcast. We will have links in the show notes to where you can find more information on everything that we talked about today. If you'd like to suggest a topic or ask a question, please feel free to email us at podcast at billingschamber.com. If you like what you hear, please rate us on your preferred podcast platform or recommend us to a friend. And don't forget to subscribe to Chambercast wherever you get your podcast because there is something here for everyone.